Shabbos, Parshas Titzaveh. On the Chayshan of the Kohen Gadol had the names of every one of the Shvatim. Every one of the Shvatim had their own stone, their own color, to show us the uniqueness of every Shavet. We have totally different colors in the spectrum. We play different instruments in this orchestra. We each have our part to play. When discussing how the Urum Vitorum worked, we know that if Klaasrol needed to know something from Hashem, they had a question to ask. So a Navi, some, you, needed, you needed Ruach HaKadosh to decode it, but they would go to the Urum Vitorum, to the Cheshen. They would ask a question. The Gemara tells us point blank, you have to ask it accurately. And you have to make sure to ask it right, otherwise they'll get the wrong answer. But the answer would come back in the form of these letters written on the Chayshan. Uh, the Gemara points out that some letters aren't in the names of the Shvatim, so there's different options of what else was written on the Chayshan to complete the entirety of the Aleph base, so that any message was able to be written. The, num the, the letters would express themselves, and then the Navi the, would, the Melech, the Kangada, would uh, decode the, these letters. This Machlek is how the letters would express themselves, though. Either they would, they would glow, they would light up, I think that's the more commonly shared version, or the other sheet is that they would actually hop around, and the letters would jump together and form a word, they would form a message. Could be it still needed to be decoded, they would actually move. And I was thinking, there's a message from the Rabbi Nishladim that is coming down to us. First of all, the message comes from us. It comes from the Shvatim, it comes from B'nai Yisrael themselves. That itself is a miracle lesson. But if you want to understand what the Rabbi Nishladim is telling you, you have to listen to the letters of every Sheva. And yeah, if I'm, if I'm, you know, Louvain, I'm all, I think it's green, whatever. I, I'm from the green box. And I have, I have a Vav that's lighting up. I still have no idea what the Ebenezer wants from me. What's the message? I have to go across the Cheshen, somewhere else, to a different location, to a different color, to a totally different style Jew. Uh, Yehuda is doing the politics. I'm uh, Levi. I'm sitting. You know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm the I'm the, the what Levi that was the Rabbanim. If you you're uh, Yisachar, you're the, the Kailalite, You know the Avrechim. You have to listen to what the other Yid is saying. You have to listen to what the other type of Jew is saying if you want to be able to hear the full message of what Hashem is trying to tell you. Balatanya tells us. I just learned this from five minutes ago that. For Klyasrol to attain Achdus, total unity, the spiritual being, the Neshama, must be the primary, and the body, the physicality, must be secondary. Because if you walk into a room and you look around at the physicality of the bodies there, the people there, even if you look at the way they're acting, they're totally different. Everyone's totally different. How am I supposed to have any unity? How am I supposed to relate? to a person who doesn't look like me, doesn't act like me, doesn't come from a background like me, doesn't think like me, is a totally different person. But, if the neshama is the primary goal, the primary feature, and yeah, we also have bodies, and the bodies are different, and the people are different, but the neshamas are all the same, we're all trying and striving for the same goal to get closer to the Rabbi Nishalayla. If 
that's our primary perception, our paradigm, then the bodies are, the, the differences fade away. Because your square on the Chayshin is a different color than mine. That should not deafen my ears to the message that the Rabbani Shalom is trying to tell us. There is a Misa, true story. There was a bris in Eretz Yisrael. Wasn't Stama bris. There was a couple that was married for, you ready for this? 34 years. 34 years of waiting to be blessed with children. And nothing. At 52 years old, this woman gave birth to a beautiful, healthy baby boy. At the bris, a yid got up and shared a story. He said, I know this guy, this family, this couple, from when they lived in America. Years and years ago, 34 years ago, remember when they got married? And I'm telling you, I was davening along with him. They weren't having kids. 12 years they were married, and I sat behind this guy every day, and I watched him crying and davening, and every single one of his feelings was just a British love give me a child. And I watched, and it was breaking my heart. And one day I couldn't control myself. I went over to him and I said, look, I'm telling you this because I love you, but it's not happening. Come on, it's 12 years. You have tremendous kaychas. You can daven for anything in the world. Focus on something that you can get. Sidebar, parenthetically, that was a mistake. He said, I watched my friend Soak in the words that I told him for mamish 120 seconds. He just sat there listening. And he said, I'm going to have kids. And I'm going to keep davening. I'm going to break down the Shari Shemayim until I get them. I said, all right. That's what it is. That's what it is. I went home, says this yid. And I told my wife what I told my friends. You know, just give up. And I said, what are you, what's wrong with you? You know, the woman knows. Is that really crazy? What are, you, what are you saying? And he said, look, they're not having kids. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what. He tells his wife, you always wanted to move to Eretz Israel. Practically, I never felt like I could do it. It doesn't make sense. My, our business is here. If they have kids, I will close up shop, sell the business, and move, move, move to Eretz Israel. Deal? She said, yeah, I have to lose. Yeah, of course, deal. And he promised, he promised. He said, I promised. If they have kids, as soon as they have kids, we'll move to Eretz Israel. She said, wait. Nothing happened. A few years later, this couple moved to Eretz Yisrael. Didn't hear from him since. But Thirty-four years after the marriage, I get a call. I hadn't thought about him in years. And he said, "You remember me, Uncle? You remember me?" He says, "Yeah." He says, "Remember you came over to me one day after Shachris? You told me to stop davening." He said, yeah, I, I felt terrible about that. He said, don't. I'm holding my son. I'm holding a baby boy. He wanted to invite you to the prison. We spoozed on the phone, crying for a little bit. I hung up. I told my wife the news. 
And as I was telling her, it dawned on me that I had made a promise. So I told my wife, look, I'm going to go to the bris. Once I'm in Eretz Yisrael, I'm going to go to Rabbi Chaim and I'm going to ask him for a Taurus and Taurus to see if I can get out of this. Because, <laughs> uh, my business is doing great. So, yeah, uh, this year is saying over the story at the bris, he says, look, two days ago I was in Rav Chaim Kanievsky's home, and I told him the whole story. And, um, I said, look, my business is really doing great. Practically speaking, it, it doesn't make sense for me to just pack up shop and move to Eretz Yisrael. But I made an edger. Can I be modern edger? And Rav Chaim looked at me and he said, the Rabban Shalom changed the entire laws of nature and gave this couple a baby boy just so that you can move to Eretz Yisrael. And now you're going to renege your promise. Chaim said, welcome to Eretz Yisrael. He said, I'm moving and I'm going to lose an apartment, you know. If we feel the pain of the other Yitam in Yisrael, and when they when, when they tell us that they're davening for children, they tell them for shaduch and they're davening, that their children should be healthy, they're davening, to be successful in learning, down to be connected to Hashem, we should realize that we're all on the same choshen. And if we want to listen and hear the message that Hashem is telling us, it's coming through the mouth of our friends. Especially if they're not like us. We need, we need those, those people on the other side of the spectrum to get a complete message. And we will be zeicha to hear the message of Hashem and to connect to Hashem and have all of our tefillahs answer the Torah quickly, exactly, at the right time and bask in the light of the Shekhinah. <laughs> Oh, it's a